0: Are we recording? We are recording. Hi, my name is Kyle. And I'm Aaron. And welcome to the show. How's it going, man? How have you been? Oh,
1: you know, life's good. Things are good. Nothing, nothing too exciting. Uh, just been working a lot. Yeah, nothing has changed much for me, really, but what about you because you know you've been you started your new job recently?
0: yeah, it's it's still a temporary assignment, but it's you know during this pandemic, it's better than having nothing at all. And sure. basically, what I'm doing is just transport logistics. and so I coordinate shipments that come into our warehouse and where they need to be loaded and unloaded. And there's a lot of paperwork involved in that and a lot of kind of round object through a square hole type of <laughs> think on your feet stuff. For sure. Keeps it exciting. Yeah. And it can be stressful at times, but it's, there could be worse things, right? Yeah. Back to you for a second. You, you got accepted into a master's program, right?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. And I've started telling all my friends now. You were actually one of the first people I told, uh, cause I just uh-huh. wasn't sure how to, yeah, you should be honored. <laughs> uh yeah so it'll start in september my master's in teaching yeah and i'm very i'm super excited i've decided that you know in my summers between semesters and whatever i'm gonna go back to asia and teach temporarily get the travel bug out
0: nice just pick up like a couple summer
1: gigs or exactly. whatever. exactly exactly so That'll i'm be super excited it gives me something to look forward to just makes a lot of sense for me at this time
0: yeah that's that's awesome
1: Yeah, man. So, uh, let me, let me ask you something. And this is, I promise you, this is right off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had to escape from a first date?
0: Sort of. I had to run away from someone else while on a date. So the person I was with Mm-hmm. We we ran away together because we were being chased by a particular
1: person. This is this good running away like you? You guys ran off into the sunset?
0: We actually ran into a city bus.
1: Oh, good lord. Not very romantic, Kyle.
0: <laughs> very romantic. You know me. <laughs> uh, why were you running? To put it bluntly, I was being stalked.
1: Oh, <laughs> god. Okay, let me have it. I've been waiting for this one.
0: I was with this girl. We'll call her Starbucks girl because she worked at Starbucks. Beautiful name. As I'm getting to become a regular at this particular Starbucks branch, mm-hmm. she start establishing a rapport with this barista, and finally I said, "Hey, let's hang out." Nice. So on her, one of her days off and my days off, we meet up and go have lunch near a mall. It was very good. Okay. And then so we're we're having a good time. We're walking around that area. We go into the mall to get some snacks. And we realize we've got a tail. Oh, no. To be fair, uh, it was more like I had a tail. <laughs> and Starbucks Girl was, like, guilty by association. Right. It was this lady in pink. She, she was dressed in pink. She wasn't pink. <laughs> I hope not. And something, something about her just told me, like, okay, she's a little mentally off. Uh-huh. As Starbucks Girl and I are just walking around getting snacks, seeing the sights, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever we would go, she would follow. By the time we picked up on this, we decided to duck into a movie. Uh, we saw the new Jumanji movie Okay. with uh, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good movie. I mean, we're there a good two hours. And after the movie, we go back out into the mall, and then we go grab coffee at the Starbucks that's kind of next to the uh, the cinema there.
1: A lot of Starbucks in this story. <laughs>
0: well, Starbucks is everywhere, man. <laughs> because she worked at Starbucks, right? right. She got free coffee, and yeah, really. I got a few free cups out of the deal. So, it, <laughs> you know, good connections. To Mutually have, right?
1: beneficial uh, relationship yeah. there.
0: So we're we're sitting up top this uh, Starbucks that's inside the mall, and it overlooks this ice rink and pavilion, mm-hmm. and. After about 10 minutes, we realize that same pink lady, that lady that's dressed in pink, <laughs> sits down right next to our table. Oh. So at this point, it's blatantly obvious what's going on. We get the idea like, all right, let's finish our coffee. Let's, let's get out of here. We got to lose this woman. Yeah. We get up. We walk to the elevator. The lady gets up, follows us as well. She's not, like, right up in our grill. Like, she's about 10 feet, 15 feet away from us. But
1: But you are absolutely sure that she's following you.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. So we click the button to the elevator, and we realize she's behind us. So as the elevator doors open, we kind of pretend like we're getting on.
1: Yeah.
0: Lady in Pink also gets on. But then we turn around, and kind of, like, we walk fast to these other elevators that are on the other side of the pavilion.
1: Oh, jeez
0: turns out that pink lady <laughs> <just> <laughs> weasels her way out of their last elevator and starts following us again we we didn't do a good job of losing her then so we get in this like second elevator yeah and the lady in pink gets on with us there's a other crowd of people as well and we take the elevator down to the first floor yeah. thinking we gotta like have space to run if it comes down to it for sure yeah. and she's in front of us in the elevator so as the elevator doors open she gets off with a crowd of people. We're up in the back. We get off as well. She kind of migrates forward. As soon as we get out, we, like, immediately go to the right and book it out the mall because there's some exit doors there.
1: Yeah.
0: And I glance back, and the pink lady is hot on our tail. Is she running? And so She really is, yeah. God. Yeah, we're, like, scrambling outside. We see a bus loading passengers, so we just book it as fast as we possibly can to get on this bus. To get on this bus, yeah. And we get on the bus. The door's closed. Pink Lady is nowhere on the bus. We're like, phew, good. So as the bus is pulling off from the station, Mm. we look, you know, back at the entrance to the mall, and there's that same lady in pink just kind of, like, looking all around for us. Like, where did that white guy make off to? (laughs) And we officially lost her, and then Starbucks girl and I, we head to this cafe that's in a bookshop that's... uh, It's like a bookshop slash library that's next to a museum in the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of how that date went.
1: I have to know, was this woman that was stalking you, like, was she younger or older? She was... mm,
0: if I had to put an age to her, I would say thirties,
1: about. Where was this in China? It was. I sh- I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, like, that yeah. kind of craziness you wouldn't hear about it here so much unless you were a movie star, right? Possibly, yeah. I mean,
0: everyone's been on a crazy date. Exactly. I would assume at some point in their life. But have you? have you ever had to bail from a first date or have you ever had a crazy experience (laughs)
1: you know i have so many from china but uh i don't think i've ever had to bail on one but there's one i'll tell you about it now like i definitely wanted to like as soon as i met her yeah so i met this girl through one of my coworkers in china she was like well aaron you've been here a while now Uh, i have this friend she really wants to meet you she saw your pictures. she thought you was you were cute and i was like oh great because, uh, you know, that type of thing doesn't happen to me, you know, that often here. So here that two weeks after I get to China, that's like, okay, nice.
0: Girls are all up over here. <laughs> like, all right, this is fun.
1: Exactly. So I get her WeChat, um, and then we start talking. We start talking for a few days, and I just thought, okay, she's really nice. I decided to ask her out. And so we meet at this mall. She comes in. I'm just waiting, and then I see her, so I say hi, and we hug, whatever. And then the restaurant was on the second floor, or one of the higher floors up in the mall so we're on the escalator and then i just say how was your day then she looks at me and she's really confused and i'm like oh no she doesn't speak english oh no and i don't know how i got duped so bad because like we've been talking for a few days but i guess just by texting you can translate the texts and then respond it and i didn't see anything really wrong i just thought it was her speaking with broken english but it was at least english but yeah I guess not. So then, you know,
0: and you're like, what? Two weeks into China at this point.
1: So I had no Chinese.
0: You don't know
1: Mandarin that well. None whatsoever. So we get to the restaurant, and there's a bit of a line. So we're looking at the menu, and then she's like, she's using her phone. We're using our translators on our phone to talk about the menu or whatever. And I'm just there pointing at the pictures like an idiot. And I'm just thinking, you know, okay, this kind of looks like chicken. That'll be nice. And then she's just looking at me and laughing, you know? Because what can she do? She can't respond.
0: <laughs> I, I notice that's kind of like what happens when you're trying to communicate with somebody that you can't really communicate with. A lot of laughing. Yeah. The de facto response is, yeah, a lot of laughing.
1: Laughing, smiling. I mean, just a bunch of nonverbal cues, right? Because that's all you can do.
0: Shoulder shrugging. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so... And actually, this is funny. The restaurant we went to... I don't know if you remember it. It was one that you, me, and Sarah went to one time.
0: Oh, yeah. Was it that same restaurant?
1: It was the same restaurant. So I was... And, you know, and then I... So I told her that. I'm like, oh, I've been here before. And then, of course, she's just laughing at me. (laughs) And so we get into the restaurant. And by this point, we're, like, a little more uh, comfortable with using our translators. You know, we just both accepted that reality. Sure. But then... I don't know. I wasn't getting internet service at one point. So I just, we had started a conversation and then I'm typing something into my translator and it's not translating. Uh-oh. And so I legitimately, I was like, oh, never mind. And I'm just shaking my head because then I'm thinking, she doesn't know what never mind means. So <laughs> it was just yeah. the worst experience, worst date of my life, I think. And then uh, the one thing she didn't know how to say was, can we take a picture? Because of course she wanted to take a picture. Show off to her friends about how she went on a date with a foreigner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so after that, you know, I rushed dinner. I wasn't even... I was hungry, but I just... I didn't want to take time by eating.
0: You're just like, I want
1: this to end. Exactly. Like, it just needed to end immediately. Looking back on it, I wish I had just gotten up and left, but I I was... I'm too nice. You know, I couldn't do that. (laughs) Just up and like, all right, good goodbye. I, you know, we finished dinner... I walk her to the cabs, and then she gets in a cab. And I told her, you know, just message me when you get home safe. And she did, and then she's like, we should do this again sometime. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this again. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the next day at work, I, I talked to my coworker, the one who gave me her reach, and I'm just like, why didn't you tell me she didn't speak English? And then she was like, oh, I thought you would have figured it out. And I'm like, obviously not. <laughs> well,
0: even still, though, you wouldn't think
1: to tell me that at a time right like you want me to figure this out on my own (laughs) all right and so i i have no idea why she introduced us but that was that so yeah i wish i ran from that date
0: yeah in case you haven't figured out we're gonna be talking about dating in this episode we just You know, you've got your
1: stories, I've got my stories. We could probably chat for eons about this, but... Yeah, we'll try not to do that, but because we've got tons of interesting stories, Um, those are just one each from us, but we could go on and on.
0: We'll try to keep it relatively short and sweet. We won't. (laughs) So this is going to be about general dating atmosphere in China. Now, I've got another story I'd like to share... I went to a club and you know, the night's going well. I'm I'm with some of some foreigners that I met and night's going mm-hmm. well. And then after the club, I, I met I made a connection with these two Chinese women. Nice. And they leave and I'm still dancing at the club, and so you know what? I'll I'll just go around the corner to the foreigner's bar. Nice. Lo and behold, they we're also at that bar, the foreigners bar. There you go. And so, yeah, so we hit it off and both of them were super cute. So I was like, all right, (laughs) which one should I like pursue? You dog. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But the thing is, neither of them spoke English either. Oh, so we're sitting next to each other. like I'm flirting them up and vice versa, but all of our communication is being done through WeChat translator yeah. at the translator. So you know my pain. <laughs> I know your pain, of course. But they were really shy about it. like I got the hit that they never really kissed someone before and I was oh I was trying to like make something happen out yeah. of this fun night but i guess it just kind of fizzled out because one of them was interested in well both of them were interested in me but then i'm like okay well can i go home with you or whatever <laughs> it's like well you could but that wouldn't be fair to my friend who also is interested in you and it just be, it just became a weird situation for sure for sure yeah so that fizzled out that was the end of that night never saw them again but then i went on i went on another date like a month later And this was the woman that ended up becoming my girlfriend in China. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dated a local. And it was a lot more normal and it felt more natural to be with this woman because they weren't dates per se. It was just more like hanging out. Like she came over for food. Yeah. And like a week later, she invited me to a concert that was at the high school she taught at. And then finally, during New Year's, uh, we ended up kissing. So it was more of a natural progression.
1: How you would expect dating to be in this side of the world. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I had some of those as well. You know, I also dated a local, but I remember I had this date with uh, a girl I met on Tantan, Tan, which is like, you know, Tinder in China. So you swipe, 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 match, and then you talk. It's pretty much exactly like Tinder. I think it's it's even red, right? yeah I think it's a red
0: (laughs) theme yeah
1: yeah so yeah so I meet this girl and I bring on a group date we were uh we were gonna have Korean barbecue and then we were gonna see a movie after and so I'm introducing her to my friends and when I come to Donnie my roommate she's like oh I I know Donnie and you know I'm like how do you know him she goes oh I matched with him on Tantan but uh I didn't like him Ouch. (laughs) And she says that in front of everyone, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is not gonna end well. Awkward. But, you know, Donnie's one of the most easygoing guys I know, and he went along with it, everyone played along, we quickly got over that awkward moment. Yeah. But yeah, so this girl, I ended up dating for a week or whatever, and then craziness happened, maybe I'll get into that another time, but uh, she posted a lot of pictures of me, and on her WeChat, for all her friends to see, and I'm just like... And she would pull these pictures from my WeChat, and she's yeah. just posting them of me. And I'm just like, this is not okay. Like, it made it very easy to end it's... things.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as we're as we're living in China, we come in contact with all sorts of different ex- expats. Yeah, for sure. Each of them with their own stories. Uh, one of a friend of mine, he went on a date with this gal, and they're having dinner at a pretty nice place because... The guy likes to treat a girl, I guess. And so, yeah, so he's really into this gal, but the gal had ulterior motives. So, unbeknownst to him, she had invited her friends Uh over. And so, they showed up to their date, ordered a bunch of food, and then sneakily stuck him with the total bill. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. And so, needless to say, I don't think they saw each other again <laughs> after that. Um, he's also one of those foreigner guys that got uh, his later girlfriend pregnant. And they are
1: together now. And Good for him. He found someone in the end.
0: Yeah. And I actually met his wife. He, she's a sweet gal. They're, they're really awesome together. But that's, that's just one of the things that can happen when dating gets turned up to 11. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so you had mentioned Tantan, tan uh, with this last date that you were on. Should we mention kind of the general dating scene, like maybe some of the online apps?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So Tan-Tan was the main one.
0: Was there other apps other than tan
1: i don't know about that you could like like potentially
0: meet people through so
1: the problem is you know we didn't speak chinese right so if there were uh we didn't really use them now i did meet i met a girl from bumble and what i liked about it
0: so bumble works over there
1: bumble worked but i don't know if you needed a vpn or not to use it because the yeah. girl, I, girl i met up with she had <laughs> met foreigners before and she had a vpn and she spoke english very well so i would assume that she had a vpn Okay. Tinder, same thing. I can't remember if I met a girl in China on Tinder or not, but I know it worked. It worked and definitely worked in the bigger cities, Beijing, Shanghai. Yeah. And I would assume that it was for other expats to date, you know, other expats. If they met Chinese people, great. But... Uh, right.
0: You know, I I was on Tan Tan myself and I didn't
1: see another foreign woman at all. I saw one. I saw one. And she actually lived in my complex, my apartment complex. Oh, nice. Uh, But she had a boyfriend, so I don't know if I saw her. Oh, well, that's odd. (laughs) She had the boyfriend or not, so yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um,
0: Yeah, so uh, a lot of the dating apps that we're accustomed to here in the West, like Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, Hinge a lot of those are blocked Mm -hmm. over in China, so you might need a VPN in order to access them, but China has their own versions of everything, social media over there uh WeChat was another popular way to meet people and I want to say maybe QQ Yeah,
1: like their Facebook. Uh like you and I never had one a QQ account, but uh I
0: had a QQ oh, account. Did. I just never okay. used it. Yeah. yeah. I just never bothered to add to my quiver of apps. Yeah, like WeChat
1: <laughs> was enough for me to connect with my Chinese friends and over there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So Tantan's kind of like the main one, exactly. I guess we could say at this point. The thing that I had the problem with is very few women spoke English. And so when you would match with someone, you were constantly having to translate oh, back Lord, and yes. forth. <laughs> and that's dangerous in a number of different ways. One, a lot of things get lost in translation. For sure. Like, formal Chinese is very different than colloquial Chinese, and when you're on a dating app, the girls would text in unedited colloquial Chinese, yeah. and so it was very hard to really understand what they were trying to get across with the translation
1: as good as it is. It, was, it would get frustrating very often, and something I noticed as well is a lot of girls, they would match with me. I think it was just so they could practice their English, you know, not with any intent of actually dating me.
0: There were a couple of women that I matched with who actually did speak English. Yeah. That was nice. And I was about to ask out this one girl if we could actually meet up in person, but for some reason I accidentally did something wrong and unmatched and deleted her. (laughs) So I was like, no, (laughs) no. What could have been? What could have been? But... Let's talk about like the types of profiles that we see on these yes. applications.
1: They were all, I can't say they were all the same, but there were a lot of similarities and a lot of them were annoying similarities. Like uh, what kind of similarities? Well, they had these stupid filters that they think are attractive. And I don't know, maybe maybe Chinese men found these filters attractive. But I just, I hated them. Uh, They always distorted their faces. You know, they had their bunny ears or their whiskers or their, you know, rabbit noses. I don't know. Like a
0: filter that makes it look like you're wearing a cute hat or have like a rosier cheeks than you actually do.
1: And their eyes, like they would make their eyes look bigger. Oh yeah,
0: that's another thing. Like the filters make their eyes like way big. Exactly. And another thing is uh, the filters make their skin look a lot whiter than it actually is and white ivory skin is it's what they're into it's definitely a popular filter to use yeah it's what they're into so to a degree it makes their profiles look cute but it was kind of annoying because that wasn't actually what they i never found them cute
1: right i was just frustrated because it's like these girls obviously don't look anything like this in real life
0: They might, but it really distorts reality more than necessary. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the online dating realm is concerned, there are other websites out there as well, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of scammy type of websites out there.
1: Surprise, surprise.
0: Like one of our earlier episodes, we were talking about looking for teaching jobs and websites that would advertise teaching jobs looked very kind of dodgy scammy type right well the same is true for dating websites as well there's like the equivalent of asian friend finder whatever with a chinese ip address yeah there's also i i don't know if they're more like looking for a potential mate oriented or more more of a hookup situation more of a hookup situation Yeah. yeah i'm sure there's options for everyone but because we were kind of on the outside of that
1: culture we just didn't know what we didn't know we had to rely on what we knew and obviously honestly it wasn't you know that hard to meet women for us we were different right everyone wanted to look at us so
0: yeah um more on the on the online stuff yes Yes. i know some websites offer uh virtual services where you can go online and chat or other things oh. quote unquote yeah kind of like webcam type stuff yeah and that is illegal mm-hmm. over there but it's super prevalent
1: nonetheless did you use some of those kyle <laughs> i did not you can't see me but my eyebrows are raised <laughs> <laughs> at the time i didn't know they
0: existed yeah. and there's other ways to meet people and exactly. it's like who's gonna speak English? <laughs> <laughs> that too, right? Yeah. There are other websites out there. More bona fide websites that offer those types of services, webcam hookup type sites and other ones that are more legit, like find a potential mate type of stuff. One girl that I matched with on Tantan mm-hmm. I got to talking with through translating, which yeah. was yeah, frustrating. <laughs> I think after only one day of chatting with this girl, she asked me, so, are we together now? <laughs> it's it's just the expectations are different.
1: For sure. Like, casual dating isn't as prevalent over there as it is here.
0: It's catching on more and more, yeah. but it's still very much a conservative society. And oftentimes, the first woman that you date, or the first boy that you date... Is that's likely to be who you're going to end up with in marriage? Yep, for sure. That just doesn't really happen here in the West as often, so there's kind of that disparity in the dating realm between
1: Western culture and East Asian culture. You know, something I want to pick your brain about, Kyle. Um, okay. Yellow fever. Is it real? When did it hit you? How hard did it hit you?
0: So yellow fever, we're not talking about the disease. No, we are
1: not. It it might be a disease. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) We are talking about the term used to describe white individuals who have a sexual preference for women and or men of Asian descent.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, as we're growing up in North America, we haven't been exposed to different features and styles. Because we're used to Western, North American styles and traditional attitudes of beauty from a Western cultural perspective. And so we know what's considered beautiful and not beautiful in North America. And so we just haven't been exposed to different cultural norms of what other countries consider to be beautiful
1: yeah when it comes to beauty yeah
0: yeah exactly so i think yellow fever kind of stems from that it's that sense of exoticism with different genetics right because the features the style the attitude in china for example is is
1: different it's very different to what we were exposed to here it's new, it's fresh mm-hmm. it's it's stimulating.
0: I think that's where the term yellow fever kind of comes out of or stems from. not just yellow fever, but really whenever there's a cross cultural situation, I think that's why there's like more and more uh interracial relationships these days
1: like I had never dated a Chinese girl here uh before i went to china and yeah when i went there so it's you know it's like how you said uh we're grew up with certain ideals when it came to beauty and attractive qualities in women yes and so i didn't see that at first when i got there right the longer we spent there the more time we spent living there it's like you see you start appreciating different qualities that you maybe didn't appreciate before right and it's like yeah. you said it's like a whole encompassing collection of factors that goes into that right their style their maybe certain body parts have a nicer shape versus just the size of it you know it's exactly there's a lot of contributing factors
0: just more to that point there was sometimes this stigma of foreigners dating quote ugly women yeah uh because to the chinese those women aren't what would typically be considered beautiful in that culture? Another thing I notice is that a lot of women in Asia are fairly trim and have yes. good skin
1: hmm okay, fair, that's a fairly astute observation it's it's
0: it's beautiful yeah. um and that kind of harpens back to that point about features that we're just not accustomed to for sure for sure, yeah. So, Aaron, let me ask you a question. Sure. The women that dated foreigners, Mm -hmm. or at least wanted to, what do you think they were looking
1: for? Chinese girls loved white guys. Mm -hmm. You know, as we talked about their skin and their different lotions with whitening agents and bleaching agents. Yeah. They loved white skin and they were not too fond in brown or black guys, you know, any guys, any colored guys, right?
0: Yeah, I will say I have seen a couple Chinese women with black guys, but yeah. generally speaking, they prefer the fairer
1: tones. They did. And, you know, it's it's not even just the women in terms of what they're looking for in dating. I remember, like, you know, if I was ever hanging out with my friends, you know, us walking somewhere or whatever, even Chinese guys would come up to us and they'd be very interested in what, you know, my white friends had to say, right?
0: Yeah, it's that preconceived notion of exactly w- what you're all about um racial stereotyping. Exactly. I had a guy that um a Chinese guy, probably in his 40s, and he kept commenting on how pretty my eyes were. <laughs> they're they're blue.
1: I'm
0: like, <laughs> there you thanks go. man, but uh calm down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, that is that's another thing that uh, Chinese women look for is the classic blonde hair, blue-eyed because that was what they assumed North American men looked like right yeah that we all look like that which obviously isn't the case right what else they so yeah so when it came to ugly or good looking uh men from america all they saw was white and that's good
0: well they see beauty in a different way than we do for example i've seen some guys some ugly ass dudes (laughs) come to asia and are just with the most Gorgeous, attractive Chinese women, yeah, yeah, they clean up, they clean up, and it's it's odd for us, but like we're like we've been discussing, the beauty standards are different, yeah, for sure, they think that, oh, this white guy's exotic, he's interesting,
1: they also liked if we spoke Chinese, right, they were very impressed if us foreigners knew it, even basic Chinese, yeah, um,
0: so let's say. You meet a Chinese girl, you're together, what are the expectations? What are some of the topics that come up?
1: Well, they're not afraid to ask you about your dating history, and they'll get very straight, they'll be very straightforward into it. It's How many women have you slept with? This many, okay, well, I don't like that, you know? And then a follow-up question was, how many Chinese women have you slept with?
0: i never got that question I did. the my girlfriend that i was with she didn't directly ask me that but she was definitely curious yeah kind of like indirectly asking me those types of questions like i really like you um how, how many girlfriends have you had <laughs> before me yeah like more personal questions
1: about your history let's say i got the impression that they would lie to me I would answer everything honestly but I got the impression that they would be lying to me if I asked that question back because they know how they want to hear the answer coming from my mouth and so that's how they would assume that I want to hear the answer but honestly I I wouldn't care you know it's it's your life everyone has a past before you meet someone
0: just going off that like we mentioned earlier people don't just date for fun. It's more serious. Like yeah. the person you're with, there's expectations that it's going to lead to something more. Even though that's not explicit in the relationship, there is that expectation.
1: Exactly. They want it to be leading somewhere.
0: Yeah. Like your mate that you're with, there's the potential that they're going to treat it as a long term possibility like, marriage prospect with your first significant other.
1: And it's funny because, you know, even among married couples, the assumption is that there's going to be cheating, right?
0: This is an interesting thing we learned about... I hate to sound racist (laughs) or stereotypical here. Should I just say what I'm going to say and then we can worry about it later? Okay, Okay. yeah. We kind of learned that a lot of Asian men tend to be unfaithful. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but because a lot of them were unfaithful, it's there's that preconceived idea that a lot of them might be unfaithful. So from the get-go, there's a lot of built-in mistrust. Yeah. Do you want to rephrase what i just said because i'm still having trouble finding the right words
1: (laughs) you know i have a funny story about the built-in mistrust so i was very honest with my girlfriend from the get-go and nice she just you know because of this built-in mistrust among chinese women she would always ask always wondering you know what i'm doing who i'm talking to blah 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 who i'm texting and this girl she she was a new girl and a foreigner she's from england i think and i met her kind of awkwardly just because we were walking on the way to school but she was ahead of me and you know she'd message me and it was at night and my girlfriend was like oh it's that girl again and i'm like oh yeah we were just talking whatever and she's like why are you messaging her why are you talking to her and i'm just like yeah i'm just being nice i you know it's nice to make new friends here and that's something she was never comfortable
0: with yeah if i went to dinner with somebody else just from a strictly platonic point of view yeah uh she would want to know, my girlfriend would want to know who exactly that person was <laughs> and how long we were out together that night and what did you do together, blah, blah, blah. So while she wasn't explicit about asking me these types of questions, I could tell she was probing for info.
1: Did it annoy you? Could you feel like the the mistrust? It... <sighs> Because it annoyed me, and I would tell her, like, you know, you either trust me or we break up because I'm not cheating on you.
0: It wasn't annoying, per se. Yeah. I I was uncomfortable about it to a degree. She was a little inexperienced, and, you know, I've been inexperienced about dating and sex and all that at one point in my life. And so I feel like when you're like that, you're just more curious about what it's all about.
1: Yeah, fair. I didn't think about
0: that. If that makes sense. So you're, you're more inquisitive of like, wow, new person.
1: What could they be doing in my boyfriend's life?
0: <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Another story I have, my buddy also had a Chinese girlfriend and she felt it necessary to tell my buddy not to see other people. Otherwise, it was assumed that he would. So she had to explicitly tell my buddy, please don't see other people or other women.
1: That makes me kind of sad because it's just like gross disrespect that these girls face and they expect to face.
0: Yeah, it's still very much a patriarchal society. It is in North America Absolutely. as well, but to a much higher degree in these East Asian countries.
1: Um, how about we talk about the the family?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Aaron, what what are the expectations? Let's say you're with a girl. You've been together a while. Yeah. What are the expectations from there? Let's say she asks you to meet her family. What, what does that mean?
1: Okay. In my experience, if she wants you to meet her family, that means, you know, she's thinking marriage, right? Right. They don't want to introduce you to the family only for you to leave or break up with them because it, it's a big thing for a Chinese girl to say that she's dating a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese people are very, you know, keep it within the culture. Uh, the vast majority, anyway. My girlfriend, you know, she was thinking end game with me as well, but she knew that the conversation would be difficult to have with her parents and her family. Right. So I didn't meet them until about five months after we started dating. Maybe even longer, actually. That's and, crazy. <laughs> and that's only because we had to. Like I'll get into that story yeah. later, but
0: so she basically kept you a secret exactly. from her family for 5 months until it was absolutely necessary.
1: Exactly. Like if she ever stayed at my place, she would tell her family that she's staying at her friend's place or something,
0: you know? I see. Interesting. Yeah. So when a girl, when a Chinese woman wants to introduce you to her family, that is a very serious sign that she's into you and marriage is on the table. Yeah. Now, I never actually met my girlfriend's parents, but I did meet her mom's side of the family. Yeah, She was going to go home to southern China for the holidays, and she invited me down with her. And at the time, I'm just like, yeah, whatever that'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm kind of clueless when it comes to dating significance and expectations but yeah. i thought i was just going on holiday with a pretty lady <laughs> but in hindsight i could tell that okay there was maybe a little bit more significance to that
1: yeah yes we, we talked about this before but they don't date around as much um they're getting there but it's a, generally a dating faux pas to have too many partners
0: we talked about how they'll deflate the number of sexual partners that they've been with yep. or even having sex at all for that matter
1: yes and i had one you know the girl i met on bumble she would tell me stories like you know she had been with a foreign guy before he lived in Shijiazhuang, but then he moved to beijing and yeah. she would visit him in beijing just to talk to him Or kiss him. And I'm just like...
0: You went all the way to Beijing just to kiss someone.
1: (laughs) Multiple times. You know, you take that bullet train. And like I told her, you can be honest with me. You don't need to lie. Especially because, you know, how we met and how our first date went. I would think that she didn't need to lie about that.
0: Yeah. So when you're dating uh, somebody from a different culture than your own... Sometimes it's fantastic. You might meet your beloved one for the rest of your life, and life is groovy, but as is also the case, there are
1: snakes.
0: (laughs) There are snakes. There are women with ulterior motives, women that want you to have more money and potentially even get them out of China. For sure. To get out of there. To get out of there. Um, I mean, we'll get into this at a different point in our episodes, but there's a lot of Chinese citizens that are investing in foreign real estate. They are, at some point or another, probably trying to have this mass exodus. And so let's say you're dating this woman. She might be, like, proposing marriage, yeah because she might have ulterior motives about getting a foreign passport and settling down in a foreign country now my buddy's girlfriend kind of had those motives i think because after they broke up my buddy and her broke up she ended up hooking up with a another foreigner within like a month (laughs) the new guy was american i think okay so, yeah, if you're with somebody, just be careful that there might be some insinuations of, like, could this lead to me getting a foreign passport, um, blah, blah, blah.
1: Finally enough, um, that is something my mom told me before I went. She's like, don't fall in love with a girl. If you do, be careful. This is something that might be on their minds. I'm like, okay, mom. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah maybe not even that let's say they don't even have any intentions of getting a foreign passport but they might have other expectations like they will expect their husband their boyfriend to pay for everything like food dates very
1: traditional in that regard
0: very traditional in that regard um vacation trips to wherever Mm -hmm. it's often is the case that people will legitimately choose money over love. For example, a guy needs to have a good job and drive a fancy car over looks or genuine love because they'll have marriages to strengthen business relationships.
1: Yeah, like, you know, two titans, their children get married, and you have a merger.
0: Essentially, to shore up their financial success in life is to marry above your pay rate. (laughs) I mean, that's just one example of superficial aspects concerning relationships. Other aspects include, oh, he's got to have a specific height, he's got to have a specific weight, Mm -hmm. birth date, age, job. In any relationship, the woman has to be younger, has to be shorter, has to have a lesser job than the man, because otherwise that's kind of a stigma in society there.
1: People talk.
0: People talk, yeah. And if your girlfriend or wife is taller than you are or has a better job, that's construed as bad juju for the man. So it's still very patriarchal. Now, uh, property ownership is another big one because when a couple gets married, the woman will move in with her husband's family for sure some of the ulterior motives could be like hey i'm gonna scope out a man that's wealthy because when we get married i will be moving to his place and he better have a really nice house because <laughs> if not i'm not interested
1: yeah um, it's true yeah. yeah choosing things over true love it was it was very common yeah there.
0: do you want to add anything i feel like i kind of butchered that paragraph as well do you want to add anything to this part about ulterior motives and other expectations
1: i don't i don't think so i think you you covered it pretty well
0: i try yeah <laughs> we we mentioned earlier about dating apps like Tantan and websites like the chinese equivalent of match.com or whatever yeah there are also agencies that will try to pair you with a significant other it's kind of like a business yeah sort of like a travel agency where you get evaluated by a by this agency you are their client and it's essentially like matchmaker for mulan but 21st century style
1: and you know even in this part of the world we used to have those like back when dating apps weren't on your phone yeah um but then obviously with dating apps being more prevalent nobody would go into an agency and say hey this is me find me someone yeah it definitely still happens over there
0: there's a lot of pressure to get married and have offspring and so the business of matching people up is arguably pretty big (laughs) Uh, pretty critical as well. For sure. I don't know if you saw this channel on YouTube, but uh, I think it's the Asian Boss channel. I did not. If you have the opportunity, go on and type in rent a boyfriend or girlfriend. Oof. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially the service, like you download an app and you put in your details and say, I need to rent, quote unquote, a significant other. There is that such a huge societal pressure to settle down, get married, have offspring, that, let's say you're a woman and you're more career-focused, you might have a need to hire someone to pretend to be your significant other so you don't have to explain to your parents why you're still single.
1: It sounds like a brilliant movie idea, you know, like this career-driven woman needs a boyfriend for this big familial event and then they end up falling in love (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like a romantic comedy that was
0: like destined to be filmed (laughs) or made or whatever yeah that's another um reality about dating in asia for i believe china for sure has Mm -hmm. that service i don't know about japan or south korea while they're different countries they're still east asian culture to a wider extent
1: yeah, and that mindset is definitely still prevalent over there.
0: Pressure to get married and settle down. Yeah. Uh, and so services like rent a boyfriend or rent a girlfriend might also exist in these other countries. Yeah, what else should we talk about?
1: Well, I think we uh, definitely hit our time quota.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a couple other bits I want to say. Um uh, da da What about some of the foreign teachers that ended up getting with a few of the moms? Okay. Because that was a thing. So
1: I am not going to lie, before I met my girlfriend, a few of us, a few of the teachers there, we would all, you know, we would definitely notice and talk about the more attractive looking moms. Right. Yeah. And we always got super excited when, you know, one of them would take a personal special interest in us. Like there were moms that took me out for dinners and stuff, right? yeah but i never actually got with a mom i wished i did but i didn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had curiosity in me as well yeah. about doing so one of the moms i think took an interest in me that was my uh badminton connection
1: yeah the one who kept playing with you <laughs> after school
0: it started off as just badminton uh-oh got spicy <laughs> <laughs> got spi- it didn't really get spicy but i feel like you know, after our session of badminton, I'd take my sweaty T-shirt off and put on a fresh one, and she'd be like, Yeah, I think you're quite beautiful.
1: <laughs> she liked what she saw.
0: <laughs> she liked what she saw. Uh, yeah, so there were some teachers that definitely got with some of the moms over yeah. there. Uh, and can't say I didn't want to do that, but I never did. I, never was, I was with my girlfriend at the time, and yeah. we were studying. And I'm like... I'm cool. Um, we should also mention that everything we're talking about is mostly coming from the perspective of foreign guys. Yes,
1: both of us are heterosexual males, so we can't speak to dating men. I can, I can say that, you know, based on what friends have told me, Chinese guys come on strong and come on hard, because I think that's the the expectation from Chinese women, so they assume it's the same for foreign women.
0: I, I agree with you. Uh, some of the local guys there came on super strong. <laughs> you know, as we're talking about the culture of dating here in this country... It's coming from a heterosexual male perspective. Yeah. I can't really speak volume to what it's like to be a white woman <laughs> over there. Maybe
1: one day we'll have someone on a guest speaker <sighs> that they can talk about Yeah,
0: that. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. What else? I think that's... That's, I think... I don't want to sound too racial in this episode, but...
1: Yes. Yeah. It, it
0: comes down to race more often than not. It does. Being a foreigner in an Asian country is interesting. When it comes to dating, it becomes a lot more interesting if you're say tall and fair-skinned mm-hmm. and generally quite attractive to begin with. The the dating scene there is going to be uh you'll have fun, let's just say. <laughs>
1: you'll have Um, I mean, you know, same as the general theme we've had in all our episodes, and it, it applies to dating as well, but keep an open mind. You might, you know, everyone told me, don't go over there, don't fall in love, blah, 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 but, you know, it ended up happening, and I don't regret it. So, keep an open mind.
0: We're just telling you what we saw.
1: What we experienced, the good and the bad. And we'll definitely have plenty of other dating episodes because I've got tons of stories.
0: We should just have like an episode where we just talk about crazy shenanigans <laughs> that went down. Definitely.
1: Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. And as always, if you guys have any questions about what we talked about uh, or if you have any contributions, actually, if you want to comment on our stories, I think we'd love to hear that. Um, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Cross Cultural KA, as well as Gmail. Uh, you can email us crossculturalka at gmail.com.
0: And we'll see you next time.